Welcome to the SCORE Podcast, where small business matters, helping entrepreneurs, startups, and small business owners launch, grow, and thrive for the life of your business. Hello, and welcome to today's SCORE podcast. This podcast is sponsored by SCORE. It's a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing free mentoring services and business resources to aspiring entrepreneurs and business owners just like you who are trying to turn your side hustle into a money-making business. My name is Armando Ojeda. I'm a SCORE mentor, and here with me is my co-host and fellow SCORE volunteer, Tom Nixon. Hello, Tom. Hello, Armando. Really excited uh, for today's episode. Absolutely. Um, for a couple different reasons. One is our guests, uh, which we'll introduce in a second. The other is the subject matter. So when you and I were planning this podcast, we did some sort of crowdsourcing on topic ideas. And overwhelmingly, what people asked for was to have a pairing of a mentor and a mentee on the show together to talk about the mentorship journey and entrepreneurial successes. And we have that today. So that's one reason to be excited. The other is a an idea that you and I kick around a lot lately, especially post-COVID, is this whole idea of pivoting a business. The whole world got thrown upside down, nobody saw it coming, and overnight businesses were forced to either uh, reevaluate or pivot, and uh, anytime we could tell that type of success story is a, a great opportunity. So. Um, I know pivoting, Armando, is something that you've been talking a lot about, and we've been talking about even score pivoting to a certain degree. Absolutely. Well, you know, we have a whole different business environment out there now, and people have health top of mind. And so people are being very careful about how they interact, and digital communication and digital relationship have become far more important. And Tom, this is something that you know and that you teach people to do, to really have a relationship that is safe, distant, but you can still do the transaction and you can still improve on the transaction and the relationship with your customer. Right, for sure. I've said, you know, there's three ways that you can consider pivoting. One is pivoting what you sell or serve. So changing the product or service, pivoting the market. So you used to serve X market and now you're pivoting to a new market where maybe your product or service is in greater demand. And then there's the third kind of pivoting. Uh, which is pivoting the service delivery model. So like you're suggesting, maybe going from a brick and mortar retail environment to maybe some online sales. You know, uh, my local pet store went from, you know, the typical retail environment to offering same day delivery, which totally boxed out the Chewy.coms of the world. So there's innovations out there. And so why don't you go ahead and introduce our mentor and our mentee, and maybe we can learn a little bit how a real-life entrepreneur in southeastern Michigan has managed to not only survive, but thrive during the current conditions. Absolutely. Terrific. So today, Tom, we're privileged to have as our guest both a well-regarded SCORE mentor, Angela Mitchell, and her client, Nicole Nesbitt, who's the co-owner of Detroit Cycling Studio, and it's a five-year-old indoor cycling studio located on the Avenue of Fashion on Libernoy in Detroit. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, great to have you both here. So I'll, I'll start with Nicole, who is the mentee in The Entrepreneur. So um, before we bring in Angela to talk about the, the, the mentorship relationship, Maybe just tell us briefly how your business started before you had to pivot, you know, how your business started and what you brought you to score, if you can remember. Okay. 
Um, so five years ago, my husband had this this dream of one day opening an indoor cycling studio. He had this vision, I guess he said it was from the Lord. He had a vision of bringing indoor cycling to residents in the city of Detroit. And so um, while working a full-time job, he, uh, would, he uh, rented out an office space and started with 11 indoor cycling bikes. And from there, he would leave work and go teach um, those indoor cycling classes. And during that process, we were both uh, beginners in this. And I'm, I call myself the support. I'm the support who does the behind the scene kind of things. We were looking for some help in really understanding how to build a business, how to grow a business, how to run a business. So we initially um, jumped in with SCORE and just tried to do like some of the, watch some of the videos they had posted. And so, so for five years, you know, we were, we were going and, and um, just doing our best to be business owners. And this year, of course, um, we had the COVID-19 pandemic, which just brought us to a screeching halt where we had to close our doors and find a way to pivot our business. And we were looking for some financial assistance and completing the paperwork and uh, for the grants and things was difficult. So I reached out to find, to see if I could have someone help me um, uh, complete the paperwork and the financials and the profit and loss statements and all those things I did not know how to do. And so Miss Angela Mitchell was just so gracious to come and just assist my husband and I in filling out all that paperwork that I did not know how to do. So that's how we came to score. So Armando, there's that uh, famous side hustle that you like to talk about. It started out as a side hustle, part-time job, and now look at you, right, Armando? Yeah. A absolutely. And, and that's exactly what we like to hear and see. So Angela, from your perspective, so here you have this entrepreneur that's, you know, had their business disrupted and they're coming to you because there's all this money flowing down the pipeline from the CARES Act. So tell us your experience. You know, well, I received a phone call from uh, First Independence, which is one of our uh, SBA partners. And the gentleman, uh, Mr. Jim Dunn, who I had met at one of our partner events, he said, uh, I've got these clients and uh, we've got this particular um, uh, funding that um, I think they may be eligible for, but they, they need some help with the financials. And we only, what did we have, Nicole? Maybe three days to get it all together. It was a weekend. It was a weekend. Wow. And uh, wow, so Jim, Jim says to me, he said, I don't know. I'm, you know, he said, I'm just seeing if this can happen, but I don't know because the time is so limited. We have a deadline here where this application has to be in. And so I said, okay, um, please, you know, pass my information on and I'll be more than happy to help. And so Nicole reaches out to me and I have to tell you, it was such a treat to work with Nicole wow. because as a mentor, you want to meet your mentees where they are at, their hunger. And Nicole, the, the commitment was there. Everything that I asked her to do, um, the numbers that I needed her to put together, she was on it. 
So we took that weekend. I would tell her some things I need you to do this. We worked as a team and putting the, the financial statements together. Yes. She would feed me the numbers. I put the balance sheet in the profit and loss statement, but she was on top of it. And that makes a big difference in terms of the success of the mentor mentee relationship is the commitment that the mentee has, you know, in the um, in the process. And oftentimes as a mentor, you get to find out how committed when you start telling them, okay, do this, do this, and it doesn't get done. And we all know who are all, you know, business owners on this podcast that there's a lot of commitment involved in being self-employed. Yes. And so if you don't have it at that beginning the planning stage, chances are you're not going to have it to have a sustainable, successful business. Well, Nicole had it. And so it was just such a treat uh, to work with her and her hubby and getting the, the documents together and uh, getting that application submitted in a timely fashion. Yeah. That's terrific. I, this, that story, it, you know, really highlights the, the fact that you have to have a mentor who truly guides and someone who is actually willing to do the work to get to take that path and, and move the, the whole process to completion. So, I mean, that's it, really, really, thank you for that dynamic. That's really what optimizes the relationship and the benefits. So, um, so you just talked about the CARES Act and, and all of the work that you went through that particular weekend. So what was the result? Um, so we were able to receive um, a grant through it was we were working towards a grant working um working on getting a grant so we were able to receive uh, the grant that we were applying for that's terrific so you got that from the SBA or did you get that from the cares act or from your bank or it was through our bank it was through our bank yes Great. oh terrific first independence bank <laughs> so yeah, that was a plug, so. yeah got a nice plug so that was um just to be clear that was not pp like the payment or paycheck protection program this was a separate grant that i'm assuming was then forgiven and how did you use the money yes this was a separate grant this was not a part of the cares act the cares the cares act um so uh it was through our bank and they well we you know we, we didn't actually get the money like it wasn't put in our our bank account so we have to like still uh, we're still using some of that money so when um the things that we apply for um, like getting new bikes and things like that when, when when we um when we're ready to get it we just fill out the paperwork and they uh forward the money to whoever it goes to so um Great. yeah oh so that was through like the state of michigan the medc or did the bank just choose to provide you with some grant money? How did that work? So um, Independence Bank is a, a sister company of um, Indiana Credit Union in Indiana. So they had, um, it's called an Elevate Grant. And so um, they just pick people in the community or anyone can apply for it to, to apply for it through the bank and there's their sister company. Great. That's great. So you mentioned this when you, you talked about your journey in, in finally arriving at SCORE, which was the state mandated shutdowns. So, and you said the, the dream 
from the heavens was an indoor bicycling center. So obviously the word indoor jumps out at me during a pandemic. So <laughs> yes. what, you know, it's probably obvious, but what happened during the shutdown and, and what were your biggest challenges in getting through that time to the point where you are today? And how did you overcome them? And, and maybe even if you don't mind, Angela, t tell us how Angela helped in those regards. Absolutely. Um, so the biggest, the biggest problem we have is had is that we are an indoor cycling studio where people come to our studio and ride with us. Well, we were shut down, so nobody could come, right? So mm -hmm. immediately we were like trying to scramble and figure out how do we pivot our business and still offer a service, still have some type of income coming in without having to totally close our doors. And so we moved virtually. And so we uh, began to offer um, our indoor cycling virtually. Well, the problem came in, we only had 25 bikes. So that limited the amount of um, clients that we could have riding with us. So we had to pivot again and say, okay, well, we need to offer other things other than cycling where clients can come and still be a part of our studio and they still can um, ride and participate in our classes. So we started a hula hoop, um, a, a weighted hula hoop class. We did uh, abs where they would just work their abs. So we, we started to offer other um, other things to our clients. So we weren't just limited to cycling, which really has been a blessing in disguise. Totally. I mean, that's brilliant. That's exactly what we said when we talked about pivoting. And it sounds like maybe you did, but to me, it sounds like you didn't waste a whole lot of time feeling sorry for yourself, but you, you know, picked yourself up, dusted yourself off and said, now what? And I think that is one of the hallmarks of a successful entrepreneur. Is that what you saw, Angela, when you were working with Nicole and, and she was pivoting? Oh, yeah, it was absolutely amazing to see that how immediately they reacted to you know, okay, we have to shut our doors. We still need to have revenue coming in. You know, what should we do? And so I thought it was absolutely amazing how they were able to offer the online session. And what was what was also amazing is the people that responded to that. Yes. You know, there was a lot of people that responded to that. And, you know, after, you know, with me getting to know Nicole, I reached out to her myself now that I knew about her services. And I, you know, with this, the COVID pandemic, there's COVID weight that goes along. <laughs> yes. So me and, me and my hubby were talking, it was like, we've got to do something. We've got to, you know, get this COVID weight off of us. And so I reached out to Nicole and I said, hey, you know, do you, you know, I think we want to do a subscription to do the bikes. We're out of bikes. They, even with the increase of purchasing more bikes, they still ran out. But that shows you the demand for uh, their services from a virtual standpoint. So I would imagine that, um, you know, uh, that Detroit Cycling at this point is saying, now we can do a combination of both when they're able to actually fully open their doors and operate at a full capacity doing the, the in-person and the virtual, because there's a market out there. Now they see there's a market out there for um, the virtual service. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, you know, one of the, the biggest takeaways, I think, from this whole COVID pandemic is opening our eyes to other alternatives. They may have never had thought about that, at least, you know, at this time in their business to go virtual. But because of the pandemic, 
they, they were forced into it. They had to pivot into it. So now they can actually move forward in a stronger position because now they have an added service where they can make revenue. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. Well, to your, to your point, yes. Well, yes, I, that was, I was going to ask if you could add something because, I mean, I think you had a really proactive mindset. You did not position yourself as a victim at all. Right. And I was just going to add that. Um, so we've had, we have our 25 bikes um, and through the grant that we received, we were able to purchase um, 50 more bikes. But we haven't gotten them yet. So we are still waiting for all that, that shipment to come in. So we are, that's what I was saying. We were pivoting, but we are excited because we have weight orders right now. People who want to use our bikes and, and hopefully they'll be here in the next couple of weeks. We're really excited about our new custom made bikes with our emblem. Our own will be the Peloton of Detroit. That's our goal, you know? <laughs> so we are excited. We are really excited about um, what the future holds for us. You mentioned Peloton, and I was thinking that, you know, if you, maybe you thought about this. Did you think about, well, the, you know, the case has already been made for virtual cycling, right, yeah. by Peloton. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's exploding. Did you consider that um, as you thought about pivoting that, uh, did that sort of blaze the trail for you to consider doing something like this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because right now, even if we open our doors, our building is small. We only had 25 bikes in our building. We can only be at a 25% capacity, which is five bikes in our building and so we we um we are peloton was like one of our, our we, you know we were just reading about it and learning from them and how they 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 they've been pivoting yeah well that's terrific so you know it sounds like you know you're gonna have to you know do what uh, we talked about here at the beginning about your digital relationships with your customers because you can have your studio and televise that and have all of those bikes be subscriptions Yes. I'm sure Angela has told you about that business model. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Nicole, so, you know, whenever uh, an entrepreneur, first of all, takes the entrepreneurial leap to begin with, that's inspiring to others. Someone who has then um, successfully pivoted and made no bones about, well, this is too hard. Now I'm a victim of circumstance. But the way that you innovated quickly, what would you tell it's just, I know this is sometimes difficult for an entrepreneur because it's just kind of in your, in your DNA. But if you could think about if you were a mentor and a small business owner came to you and wanted you to be their mentor, what would you tell other small business owners during this time when they're faced with challenges? What advice would you give? Um, I think the biggest thing I would tell them is not to be afraid to ask for help. Because we are, I mean, we can be the experts at our business, but there are areas where we are not experts. And I, and me and my husband are not experts in the financial world. We, you know what I mean? So get help. Don't be afraid to ask for help because there are people out there who want to help. Is it this help from SCORE very expensive? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting you up to plug us. <laughs> You know what? I'm, I, I thought about, honestly, I really thought about this last week. If I would have had to pay for the services that I received, I couldn't have paid for it, especially now. There's no way I could have paid for it. So the, the, the amount of help they give you is, is priceless. It's absolutely priceless, the amount of help they give you. And I'm so, and it's all free. It's all for free. Thank you for that. So Angela, so 
you know, how, what would you say to other organizations, you know, like Detroit Cycling Studio, you know, about uh, getting the help? I mean, you heard a very strong testimonial from Nicole, but what would you say as the mentor? Yeah, I definitely echo what uh, Nicole says about don't be afraid to ask for help. It's, it's, it's plenty of help out there um, in terms of through the SBA, through SCORE, you know, all types of, of agencies out there that can give you uh, business development counseling for free, you know, and um, so uh, I think that if you do that, and I think what's important um, in thinking about um, the interaction that I had with Nicole is they had a nice start in terms of um, putting, having their paperwork put together and things like that. They just needed help with the financial piece, you know, and so they realized that that was an area of weakness. Uh, their banker realized that and, and uh, the banker, you know, knew who to contact to be able to get them some help in that area. So that was good. And so I think the more I think this podcast is absolutely wonderful because it will allow more people to uh, know about SCORE and know that there's help out there for them in these areas. And that is, it doesn't cost them anything. It just costs them their commitment to the process. Um, as business owners, it's extremely important that you know your numbers. And if that's not an area where you're strong at, you definitely want to reach out and get some help uh, in that area. You know, there are a number of people that uh, applied for funding that weren't simply able to get it simply because they didn't know where to go to help to help them put together their financial statements. That was a huge problem, you know. Um, Thank goodness, Detroit Cycling, they had some of their, their information uh, together, but they wanted to give it, give it a more excellent presentation. And so, you know, they, they, they um, uh, were all already on their way. They already knew to reach out for help. And so that makes a big difference. And so I think as SCORE mentors, I think we have a, a responsibility to um, inform people that there is help out there and, um, and, you know, we're here to help and we're happy to do it. But Angela, it's all great points. You know, we keep saying it's free. The only way we can deliver free services is if we have the generosity and the kindness and the expertise, frankly, of mentors like you who volunteer their time, right? We're not getting paid a dime. Um, so why do you do it? What do you get out of it? Why do you, I mean, this could be time you spent growing your own business. So as a mentor, share with other maybe potential mentors why we do this and what we get out of it. Well, Tom, I'll, 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 I have to be very honest with you. So when I decided to join SCORE, I joined it from a perspective that I already was volunteering my time because um, in, having my own, in having my own business, there were certain people that couldn't afford my services. So I had um, set aside a day, one day out the week, which is Thursday, that I call my volunteer day. And so... Uh, you know, for people who couldn't afford my services, I would service them on Thursdays. And it was so ironic when I got uh, recruited for SCORE, uh, the, the young lady who spoke to me said, well, we have our meetings on Thursdays. And I'm, that was just right. It was divine. It was right in order, you know, with uh, my, my volunteer um, that I was doing. And so 
you know, I, I, I joined for that purpose and also as a way to, to network as, as well as a business owner. But I have to tell you that I score has just been such a blessing to me as a mentor in, in a way that I never expected. So while I'm helping others score was such a blessing to me in a way that the mentees that I had to help and score itself stretched me, you know, in being able to uh, deal with businesses in different industries. You know, as a business owner, one of the things they'll tell you, you need to niche down your business. You should work with a specific group and you get, you specialize in that special group. But with score, you have to, there, there's many businesses out there that need help, many industries. And so as a result, I began to learn about different industries and be able to grow from a knowledge standpoint just by assisting them. So it was a phenomenal thing. And so be, to be able to have um, that as part of my knowledge base, um, what I learned from my actual mentees is, is just priceless. And um, just the network that I'm able to build just through these mentee relationships is it's absolutely wonderful. And this was something that I wasn't expecting as part of joining the, the organization. You know what? It's funny. I ask mentors that question a lot. You know, what's the biggest surprise? And they almost always say the friendships and the networking. Mm -hmm. So that's great. And I can, I can speak to that firsthand. So Nicole, um, this has been great. Your story's inspiring. Um, we will link to um, how people can find you in our show notes. But before we go, for those of us who have packed on the old COVID-19, you know, around the waistline, <laughs> how can people find you, subscribe, um, you know, get on the wait list? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Well, you can always find us on Facebook um, under Detroit Cycling Studio, and you can check out. Um, we go live a lot, and you can take a look and see if it's something you might be interested in. You can also uh, go to our website, which is DetroitCyclingStudio.com, and uh, you can read about our classes and the different things that we offer and our packages there. That's the, the two best places to find us. Great. So Nicole Nesbitt, co-owner of Detroit Cycling Studio, and you just... And okay. my husband, who is Tyronza Nesbitt, because he's the, the, you know, so we're a team. Tyronza he was the visionary. He was right, the yeah. visionary, right. <laughs> yeah. right. and you do all the work. I know how that works. Right. Trust he me. does all the cycling classes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then in Angela Mitchell, wonderful always to talk to you, especially now. This is a new format for us to converse. So thank you for coming on the podcast. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Armando, yes. I think we've done a good thing today. We have done an amazing thing today, thanks to Angela and Nicole. I mean, what a great story and really, really good information, I think, for our entrepreneurs. Absolutely. So thank you very much, ladies, for joining us. And we hope to have you again when you're at 100 uh, bicycles and you have a Peloton-like business with a subscription. So we've been talking today with Angela Mitchell, who's our SCORE mentor, and Nicole Nesbitt, the co-owner of Detroit Cycling Studio, a SCORE small business client and happily a satisfied one. So thank you both for sharing your stories. So thank you for listening to today's SCORE podcast. If you're an aspiring entrepreneur or small business owners in the early stages of your business, this podcast is produced for you by SCORE to deliver information you can use to become a successful business owner. Join us again for another edition of our SCORE podcast. Thank you for listening to the SCORE podcast, where small business matters. For show notes, 
additional resources, and access to the tools discussed in this episode, please visit Detroit.score.org.